You know objective truth, Darwin? Math. That's not objective truth. Math is objective No, it's not. Yes, it, it doesn't is. It fully describe reality. There's no chance you've objectively described reality. You haven't. Let the record show that Lauren is bored. Welcome to Darwinism. I'm Matt Lofton. I'm Darwin. Here's where we talk about politics. Trying to evolve the conversation. Ah, uh, ah, uh, that's so horrible, horrible. Hi everyone, welcome to Lofty Darwinism. I'm here with uh, Darwin again. We are guestless, but we have a couple topics to talk about today. First off, we're going to discuss the Don Jr. email and where we are with this whole Russia controversy, which some people seem to think isn't real still. Darwin? <laughs> the number of well, time- I mean, it's not like meeting directly with the Russians who say, we have damning evidence about your opponent you know, and bringing the entire campaign team along with you and then talking about it and releasing the emails is evidence of any sort. I mean, <laughs> it's not the first person to make this joke, but how much money has he sent to Nigeria, Donnie Jr.? You know what I mean? Like, how many emails has he opened from Nigerian princes and sent? <laughs> because that is the biggest trap email I've ever seen. Like, Anyone who reads that should just be like, obviously I cannot answer an email like this. This is inappropriate. I'm going to have to, you know, tell counsel or any of those things. <laughs> like, the FBI may have to know about this. Any of those things. And you know what? If you really even after that point said, fuck, I want that info, you should still respond that way in the goddamn email. Sorry. So I'm not saying... I love it. Is not the appropriate response. Darwin. <laughs> okay, so, you know, like, it's just, it's so hilarious to me. It's hard to, like, wrap my, my mind around what this entire Russia saga means. You know, because it's just so obvious. It's all so obvious. Like, they clearly colluded with the Russians. In fact, they pretty much had only one ally in the entire campaign besides Rudy Giuliani, and that was the Russians. So it was basically Donald Trump, Russia versus the rest of America. And the, between the two of them, they managed to enroll the conservative movement into their camp. And now that they're there, it's like they've got like, like they can't have buyer's remorse at this point because if, that, if they admit that, it's going to like the whole thing unravels. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, <sighs> this is such, yeah, there's, a, there's an amazing game being played on the right right now for the Trump-supporting people, if you'll notice on Facebook, Darwin, where they're okay. all shilling like crazy, defending. Uh -huh. But what about her? But what about Hillary? This could really be Hillary-gate with Russia. Yeah, You know what? Like, as I said to all of them, lock them both up, Darwin. Lock them both up. If, if Hillary did all this stuff <laughs> with them, great, whatever. I don't care, but you'll see. Wait, like, what? What are they accusing uh, like Hillary of doing? Are they just like still harping about her emails and stuff? No, no, they're saying that it could really be about Russia. They're, they go back to the Ukraine, the, the uranium sale that no one fully understands. Um, their complaint there about that, um, but there, there, a lot of it's like there was a Forbes article shared by a, a friend who shall remain nameless that might have been a guest on our podcast, um, <laughs> and uh, you know who I'm talking about. And you're welcome back, and we look forward to having you. Um, about how it could, is Russia Gate really Hillary Gate? And it's like, what are we talking about here? And it, I, there was really nothing in that article. It's amazing, though. Like, they could have just. Do you think they were winning? 
are unwitting colluders. Like, are, are they just useful idiots? I, I, I wonder about that with the Trump team. Is Don Jr. just a useful idiot? Are they too fly by the seat of their pants to be actually colluding with the Russians? Because, like, conspiracy is the real charge. They'd have to, like, take plans and be consistent. You know, he, this is my issue with the larger Trump movement. I hope the Trump voters are, are listening to this because here is, here is what I feel about Trump is there is an argument, I feel like, to defend Donald Trump, but the, the conservatives aren't making it. You know, the, the, I, I need them to make the case for their own candidate and for their own perspective. What is it? Absent that, the, the argument is just sheer idiocy. Um, here's the argument that I, you know, like that, that, that is not just, you know, like contained to the Russia question, but to the larger Trump question, which is if you elected Donald Trump to go in and wreck Washington, in other words, you want Washington taken down a couple of, of pegs, then you could make the argument that Trump was always running at a disadvantage because a lot of the democratic institutions had drifted into the democratic column and had kind of thrown the game off to which you must kind of like really come down on the side of oppo research is a consistent campaign part like a part of being in a campaign you know Uh, the idea that you're meeting with somebody who might have damning information about your opponent is not in itself crazy it's the idea that you were doing it with a russian official ostensibly to advance the Russian national interests that makes it frustrating. But you could make the argument that Trump had no choice because he was honestly working with his back against the wall. You know, like, uh, it, it would go gonna, something like I'm that, call, you know? It, okay, I'm going to call, I'm going to tell them all that that's bullshit, and here's why. If that email comes from a super PAC and he responds that way... It's also a campaign violation. It's not the same. It's not like foreign laws issue, but like you're not allowed to conspire with a super PAC giving you money that way. Like that is also a problem. Like we have, we get much deeper into the campaign issues, but you're not allowed to tell, like a super PAC can't come give you that information directly. Did you understand how the coordination with these giant outside expenditure groups work, Darwin? Like, Essentially, you announce what you're going to do, and then they copy and reinforce. And you have to make it all right. public. Everything has to be public. But uh, you could argue pretty convincingly that like that middle-of-the-road weirdness is like the worst of both worlds in terms of campaign finance. That oh, it may yeah. just be worth it to, all, to say that as a part of this scandal, if you come down on Trump's side, then you come down also on the side of our larger campaign finance laws are defunct. You know, Citizens United is it continues to be a pretty divisive, if not the most divisive, Supreme Court decision of the past decade. Um, you know, like or even several decades. I mean, I feel like uh, like the only one that comes close would be you know Bush v. Gore. <laughs> you know, and if. We're saying, okay, well, you can have super PACs, but you can't actually communicate with them, but you can have your campaign chair resign, go to a super PAC, and, and like, with a set of marching orders. You know, like, it's all pretty stupid, you know? So oh, in yeah. that realm of super PACs are okay, but, but meeting with somebody who may have opposition research, 
go, kind of like goes into that. Is that really different? Is that really different from what Hillary is doing, all, or was Hillary just doing it technically legally, but doing the exact same shit? If he wasn't yelling, lock her up twenty-four fucking seven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you, if you want to play the game. Fine, don't sit there on the other side. I don't believe Hillary played it like that. I'm sure people got close to lines all over every campaign. They do. I don't believe she was colluding with Russians the way it seems, because the Russians didn't want her to win. What it seems like it's very possible is that Donald Trump's also fucked over some people in Russia before, because I'm guessing Russia actually leaked the email that Don Jr. had to the New York Times. That came out because the Russian intelligence service wanted that out. That email is mm. there because Russia fucking wants it there. That email is there. That email is the reason we worry about blackmail of mm -hmm. people coming into power in the United States. And guess what? It is, I, I, I mean, that's the most obvious trap anyone has ever set. <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, it's pretty but, close but, to first campaign. But, okay, but, uh, but, okay, sure. So it's an obvious trap, but is like, this isn't anywhere that we haven't been before with Donald Trump. Like, this is what Trump does well is like, in fact, there was actually, I, I didn't actually read it, but but I got it explained to me, like, that, that if you could say that Trump has one talent, it's not making money because he started with a bunch of money. And it honestly isn't running a business because most of his businesses have failed. His biggest talent is shifting blame I said that from and I himself took it to, someone to, else. to someone else. What? I said that to you and he took it to somebody else. It's like just getting out before the... The sh like it's like if things go terribly wrong on his idea, he shifts the problem to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. He's very good at so it. it's like you know it, it, that allows him to kind of make decisions like, hey, I'm gonna just collaborate with Russia and I'll do what I always did. I'll shift the blame. They don't think I can do it. Watch me. And that's I, I mean, it honestly looks like that's what he's going to be able to do with this scandal. You I know, because the one know. thing that like everybody's saying, oh, this is wrong. This is bad. You know, it might be criminal, but like, it, it, are they actually gonna? act on that i mean i know that democrats are probably going to bring a lawsuit but at the end of the day he, every single lawsuit looks more and more like a witch hunt it just it's it's great politics for trump well you know and the, the, I, I don't know that it is it's, he's, he, i don't know that it is great politics because if i'm mitch mcconnell and paul ryan i have to be willing i have to be thinking am i gonna take him out before or after the midterms how bad is this going if you lose power you're all fucked Right? Mm -hmm. So are you willing to take out the leader who is crazy in order to potentially like the 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 the, the party in this country whoever actually holds anyone accountable is gonna be the party that wins for a while. Like they're gonna be the adults. Like mm -hmm. and if Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell are adults enough to take uh Trump out back and stop him from doing this and like get him to just resign or whatever it is, right? And spend the next year, like, with Pence just figuring out how to get to the midterms. They're not going to lose as badly as with Trump sitting there. Because Trump has no... He, I don't think he has a way to get out of this hole. Yeah, although I will say this. that I think that the calamity of removing Trump from office would speak much larger in the midterms than... Because, like, again, like, let's game this out. You take Trump out, you admit that you made a mistake. And that is one thing that not just Trump, but the Republicans in general do not do. They do not admit to making a mistake. When was you, the last time that you've heard any Republican admit, oh yeah, we were wrong about that one issue? Like, when right. was the last and, time and, and like, you've heard you, that? 
that like that's why it's the most powerful move. That's but, why but, it's the but, only but, move that's going to save them. Because that, they, I, they've got to finally come clean. They've got one chance to come clean. But they they don't apologize for a reason, is and and that's because it's not great politics. You know, like you have to you have to admit it's, that your entire movement was based around no, don't. this fraud, this criminal. Like you know, like like that's that's uh, that's a big pill to swallow. And I, I'm not saying they're not going to do it because eventually, you know, if this is criminal, if this, I mean, if Mueller comes out and says, look, this what they did was actually criminal, like. You know, I, I have to believe that they'll still kind of like be willing to do it, and I'm, I'm sure they would love a President Pence. I mean, God, I would love for President Pence over Trump completely, but I, I still see him doing it. I mean, like, I don't, I don't see this. What I need is for the Trump voters out there to say that this is wrong to stop, to stop making up like these defenses, and especially to stop saying, "Oh, but what about this other." person like no whenever you get brought to trial nobody brings up oh you know like like sure he may have murdered this person but look at that person over there he murdered three people donna like, brazil, nobody, nobody says donna that. brazil gave her <laughs> questions darwin donna brazil gave her questions before a debate like they're yelling that the democratic party rigged a private party process that hurts our current democracy whereas they collude with I, the outside ford power right like it's fucked what they did to Bernie Sanders that they that they, they yeah, hit the but, scale, but it's not. The you know same. what the biggest difference between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump is? Everything. One is president, yeah. and the other one isn't. I so don't know, maybe. At, you know, they're at close. this point, like, they're, they're, we're, it's not like we're saying let's take Trump out and install Hillary. No. What we're saying is Trump is the leader of the free world, and every single action that he is taking undermines the democratic free process because he is directly like 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 flagrantly you know running up yeah. against and potentially actually breaking laws and when that happens we either hold him accountable or we don't and the people who are standing in that way are the very people who are posting on Facebook saying oh but if he colluded with the russians maybe hillary colluded like double colluded with her. it doesn't matter if they both colluded then that's both Derek, bad like okay, no, <laughs> i got a question for you would you say that these people have disconnected from reality a little bit. <gasps> and with that, let's go to the break. <laughs> yep. I came to First Class Reels. I was trying to find someone to do my reel for me. The reason I wanted to get my reel done was because every like agent I'd run into or manager would be like, so can I see some of your work? And I'd be like, I don't have a reel. When we were done and I sent it out to people I've been networking with and I got an agent out of it. And right now I'm talking to a manager after they've seen my reel. So it really was bang for my buck. Like I got exactly what I wanted. So first class reels, do it. You will not regret it. Trust me. All right, we're back uh, with that excellent segue from Matt. I wanted to talk about the past week that I just had, which was I, I went to a lake, uh, Lake Lahontan in, in Nevada. It was it was pretty hot out there, but it was really nice. Um, but I I thought that we were, like we brought like this generator, and I thought we were gonna have like power, and I was gonna have like a cell phone and stuff to be able to check email and stuff, but I didn't. And I ended up disconnecting from the world for about five days. And it was such a crazy experience just being disconnected from my phone for five days that I wanted to talk about it. I want to talk about like 
what when you're out in nature and you see your phone dying and you're like where is like a plug and you realize there are no plugs around you there there is no power there's no electricity there's you didn't no bring your solar water. battery you know we did bring a solar battery the the, the, the solar battery broke the sun um, is broken yeah yeah the sun is broken um that's another <laughs> issue and you know, it's it's just it's kind of weird because like one of the things that I get in trouble a lot is that I don't respond to text messages as fast as I I could. Um, it's a universal thing that I do. So if you ha- like have experienced that for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's just something. But it's kind of like, it, you know, in France they just passed this right to disconnect law. You know, as a freelancer, it's oh really God. hard to be away from my email for five days because I might have a client write in and say, "Oh, hey, can we make this?" change on this or or can i can i like you know there, there are so many different clients that could reach out to me that could that maybe they're asking for you know an amendment or an update or something like that and being like away from my email for five days you know it's it's pretty stressful you know like i don't have a secretary or anything like that i don't have that capacity to be disconnected so so matt here's my question like can you disconnect for five days? Like, have you done that? Like, what's what is it like? Like, when you think about that, I I really want to do it. Um, I I, I gotta find like set and setting, and it's bullshit because I could definitely do it. I mean, you're not that addicted to your phone. You withdrawals aren't that hard. Um, you might be a little bit, but as long as you actually start like using your mind a little bit. But I I definitely just check my phone too much. It's like a hand compulsion. It's a physical compulsion as much as a mental compulsion. And uh, it's something to do with my hands. Like, I get why fidget spinners are now popular, I guess. I don't have one, but, like, I'm not going <laughs> to brave that fucking trauma. Um, but, it, it, but uh, you know, it's something to always be doing with my hands. Like, how often do you check your phone, Darwin? Okay, and it's pointless. But uh, before you answer that question, I just want everyone to realize that when he doesn't text you back and the way he just justified it was very L.A. and a little pretentious to then just use France as part of the way he can not text anyone back. <laughs> I just want all of you to hear that and know that didn't. I'm not letting that bullshit slide. Text back better. I'm kidding. We're actually should be allowed to disconnect. Virtual time is important. Um, I, I yeah. I I wish I didn't have to text back as quickly. But then I notice if I don't text back, sometimes I forget. And then uh, it's you know if you don't handle it quickly, you then it's like it's like the which is worse waiting to text someone back or waiting to email someone back is like the time grows you know mm-hmm. like they're both bad i i don't know which is like it's like you got to respond with more each time uh-huh yeah you know it, uh, sure i mean to me uh, that's a big issue that i definitely come into contact with is like i'll 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 see a text and i'll be like oh okay like let, let me think about how to respond to that and you know cuz I, I always have like yeah. this sort of like you know i don't like I don't want to say autistic, but it's like that. I just like, oh, I overthink things, yeah, okay, you know, yeah. I like, I, I totally just like look at it and I'm like, uh, you know, and even a simple text, I kind of like need to think about it for a second and then I forget, you know, like, yeah, oh, then yeah. I, like, I, I totally forget. And then a day later I was like, oh shit, I need to like text that person back. Yeah. But it might be the kind of thing where like, they were like, Hey, do you want to like hang out tonight or something? And yeah. then like it's weird that I didn't text them the whole day and then it just gets weirder and then I just wait longer. You know, it becomes this spiral, right? Yeah. And it's you a know, guilt and that spiral makes too. it kind of like, you know, interesting to be like forced to disconnect. You know, yeah. like rather than just like being in my head about, oh my god, you know, should I say this? Should I say that? Like literally not being able to go to your phone. It's like 
freeing. And the number one thing that like, yeah, is definitely what I noticed was I had moments when I would just sit and just be like, I realized how rare I have like, how rare those moments are for me now. Because now if I'm just sitting, like uh, stimulation is only like a a moment away, you know, like, like uh, just check the phone, like the the phone like I, I get anxious about it. I get like, oh man, I should like, I should. Feel, I I definitely have that like, I need to stay connected feeling yeah. that brings me back to my phone a thousand times. But then I, I I'm like, I'm not actually connecting with the people that I would be connecting with. I'm no. like reading clickbait articles. And oh stuff. yeah, I wish I could like, I, like people thought email batching. I kind of wish I could phone and text mess, message uh, batch better. But I do podcasts off my phone and stuff. Like I wish. Like, I don't know, I need to do fewer of few those, but, like, I, I wish that I could, you know, check my phone once an hour or once every four hours or something like that and only, and, like, when I'm not, have a different phone for every business call I'm supposed to make. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, honestly, if, if most of the communications you're doing could be handled very quickly and can be batched together, especially if you're doing, but, like, and most of the in immediate time emergencies are not that mm-hmm. you know aren't aren't usually like how many times have you ever missed an email or a text and it's really an emergency Darwin that couldn't have been handled later almost never almost fucking never how often are you worried that that's gonna happen almost, almost always exactly <laughs> it's a problem it's a fucking like there's nothing in my email inbox that could not wait a day Uh, 99.9 and i still check it all i keep it clean i do and like most and then there's ones that you sit there and like i need to respond back you know like you check it on your phone mm -hmm. versus your computer and you're like which ones did i open or not open my stupid like all of that bullshit right Uh, and and so uh, the two things i'll take i want to give to our readers so are are one go listen to open source by chris lyden it's a podcast he's doing a a, a, an emerson and throw uh retrospective and so they kind of talk about this because they were even trying to disconnect and get back to nature in their time Mm -hmm. um and the american philosophers as they call i am not schooled in that that area of of our american history like i can tell you the names but i'm fucking we didn't learn them well. Wait, wait, what? Uh, I got I distracted know, I, by the weird yeah, rumbling on your... We have, we have thunder. <laughs> there's thunder? Uh, oh, yes. my God. Oh, do you see these blue skies? Oh, yeah. Oh, Darwin's in that's LA. Right. They don't have real weather. <laughs> oh, that's Enjoy right. Enjoy a fucking earthquake. <laughs> Enjoy San Andreas just, just going off into the ocean. Um, <laughs> wait, so, okay, say okay, that last so, part like, again. I'm, like, not a, I'm not a Thoreau or Emerson scholar. I'm just not. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I need. I feel like I maybe need to be, but then it also seems cliche to like uh-huh. want to disconnect. But they were doing it in the 1850s. Um, oh yeah, Thoreau. Yeah, Thoreau. Uh, Walden Pond. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But today on NPR, on Walden Pond. Yeah, that was a movie. Uh, movie uh, Walden, I think. Walden uh, and then it's like, <laughs> no, it was, but he was a, a different. But he was out of fuck it. We clearly don't know this, Darwin. Uh-huh. We are not schooled in this area, <laughs> so that's why NPR. It, this did is the non-information a, podcast. No, but except for now, because NPR did a uh, a story this morning, which initially I thought was trolling, uh, about mm. nature bathing, and it sounds like you just go roll around <laughs> in dirt, but it's just you're gonna go meditate and walk in the woods, like that's mm-hmm. it, and it's actually good for you. The air around yeah. trees is healthier. The air in nature is healthier. Yeah, I noticed like, this. Uh, th- I noticed so... it lakes. 
I noticed it in it everywhere. Well, yeah, okay, let me, like, just run down the list of, like, the ways yeah. that I think, like, I, like, fed my body, like, yeah. with, with, with like, you know, these kind of nature things that, like, I've been neglecting. Number one, sunlight, you know? Yeah. Like, it, I get a lot of sunlight kind of, like, you know, be, being in L.A., but nothing like that. Like, I, you know, being outdoors was amazing. Number two, exercise, you know? Like, whenever you're disconnected and you're out there at this lake, there were a bunch of jet skis. It was this, like, kind of, like, extreme sports, like, family that I was – you know they're yeah. tagging tagging along with so I, I went on jet skis i went like swimming i went on like a boat ride I, I i did like a rope swing that was like really high up and like a big dive into the water there was a lot of like actual exertion and activity that i i got i actually also got like alone time that i could like think with my own thoughts also darkness that was another one that i didn't even like think about that but that heather pointed out to me when i sleep i'm there and there are no lights around me I get a deeper sleep. My like thoughts become more visual. Not, like my, I'm actually like dreaming in a way that I haven't like been dreaming consistently. Like it's it's so like, like amazing the amount of things that your body like evolved to get used to that we've started to neglect of oh, ourselves oh, in our current nature. lives. We miss nature yeah. so much. We miss being around it. We miss being in it. We we like we like we are like. Oh, we're not. No, we are actually adapted to not need that much clothes, to not need that much like uh, like uh, we adapt to like I'm not saying we should all go naked. That's fucking weird, but we are definitely adapted to live a, a more uh, a life in the elements. Rain doesn't kill us usually. You know, like we can live mm-hmm. in harsher climates. We the human race has gotten through ice ages. People live in the Antarctic like without electricity. You know what I'm saying? Like it is. We are a hardier species on this earth than we are living our our lives at right now. Yeah, and, and I think we need that uh-huh. challenge. It's not just that we can engage with that harshness. It's that I think without that sense, like, I think we're all kind of bored. Yeah, like, well, we live in L.A. Word, there's no I'm nature like... there. Like, well, there is, but there's no weather. <laughs> there's a Weather's ton a of nature in L.A. Can you, like, yeah, like, L.A. is, like, the number one urban nature area. There are no parks. Actually, that's You're, it's true, bullshit. Like, there aren't any parks. Look, like, there are there's a ton w- of parks in L.A. Are you kidding there's me? One, there's, like, L.A. is, like, nothing but the parks. The actual, like, the actual city of L.A., this is a Malcolm Gladwell podcast, does not have enough parks. They have a lot of golf courses, not enough parks. Um, what? Who? Malcolm Gladwell? Yes. I, I call I call shenanigans. Uh, Darwin's going like, to listen to this podcast, and we're going to talk about revisionist history next time because it's the best series of podcasts anyone has put out, uh, other than okay. well, other than S Town in a while. But mm-hmm. I'm going to have Darwin look at it. Um, okay. So all right, but that will require us to not disconnect. And yeah. I'm going to disconnect <laughs> for a week. So if Darwin puts this out, I don't know if our trolling episode has gotten out yet. Um, that may be in the can or may have been released. But if not, friends, I will be gone for a week. I will not be connected as much as possible, assuming I don't have internet access. Wait, 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 where, where? I'm going where, to where, a lake where? in Oklahoma, Lake Altus, in Altus, oh, Oklahoma. Oh, right, yeah. When, when are you doing that? I'm leaving uh, for Denver tomorrow, and then I go from Denver to Amarillo Thursday. I go to the lake on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come back, and I will be in Amarillo until Wednesday, and then in D.C. Wednesday night. Okay, great. Well, so, stalkers, there you go. There's, there's his, yes. there's his, uh, uh, his just entire way too much information. Mostly, I <laughs> say this because it's probably friends who listen to the podcast. <laughs> At least that's who I hear back from. All right, everyone. 
don't disconnect until you listen to this podcast first. So that'd be my number one message. Yeah. Well, but I think a larger point that I have is how can we get used to the idea of disconnecting? Because now we've got like a term for it, which is called ghosting. You know, people ghost now. That's like, that's a big thing. It's like, you know, you text and text and then eventually one of the people like stops responding. Like you call, you go like, it's like they ghost. That's the only way to actually live our lives right now because it's like, it's just too much stimulation. But what I definitely come back with is also like a sense of appreciation for connection as well. It's like, it's like the yin and the yang. It's like, we're so connected all the time that we're not actually connecting with each other. That's right, Darwin. And God agrees with that yeah. giant, thunderous... <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think I'm going to go out in that nature right now. It's a little rougher. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I, I, I did not, like... You know, one of the things I will say that I think is, like, really important is I think a lot of the folks that were out there on the lake with me, they were Trump voters. You know, there were, like, there was a definite, like, I mean, rural Nevada. I mean, you know, it's like a, it's, 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 it's like a red state with, with Las Vegas, you know, in there as well, you know. So it's like, it, it was just surrounded by, uh, like, a bunch of that kind of, like, what I want to say is, like, that energy, that outdoorsy spirit is so important you know can't can't can trump world learn to shift their message to that to say rather than let's wreck the entire universe in order to get people to pay attention to us why don't they say hey guys come follow us come like come outdoors like we need that i think we all need that we need we need we need to be able to kind of like experience other people's like way of living because like you kind of forget things that are just basic like how much time do you spend outdoors how much exercise have you had and is exercise like a chore or is it something that you're actually like just exerting yourself in a way that's fun yeah see that's where you're that's why we they're gonna take cue from fearless leader and that man plays golf and he doesn't even walk when he plays golf golf is a great sport but that is a manicured fucking garden that he drives a golf cart on and is not nature he's not a nature guy i'm actually okay i don't know how i would like to report on how he liked uh fort uh what's it called the uh the he actually went to our local like i can't remember what it's called it's in maryland it's the camp david he went to camp david for once but he's not a rustic guy but that's where he could go that's the nature he can go to Teddy Roosevelt used to literally hike through Rock Creek Park so much that he ran the French ambassador out of his clothing to the point where the French ambassador had to say, I don't have any more clothing left. I, I, yeah. I cannot go out there with uh, Yeah, you. I know. Like, like Teddy, Teddy, you know, went on went on an African safari and then charted a new river in the Amazon and actually contracted the malaria that eventually killed him from that very experience. The River of Doubt, by the way, that book is incredible. You guys yeah. have to read that. But... You know, I, I I definitely know that our the upcoming generation places a premium on experiences over material goods. Are you getting outdoors? Are you actually getting like experiences that are like analogous to how humans used to live, such that you're actually like feeding your body the right things? Like I don't. I mean, I try to, but it's really hard. It's really hard to like live a social media life you know and get outdoors like I mean, th- like those two things are pretty hard to do 
I mean, I do it with tennis all the time, but I'm usually on a hard court, not grass or clay. I wish I was on those two. But I would feel like such a tool. And this is wrong. This is me judging me. Like, if I posted... I post a lot about tennis. People see it. I post about it. But, like, if I posted every time I played a match, it would be insane. If I posted every time I went to a park and made everyone realize how often I was outside... I'm very tan right now, Darwin. I'm outside a lot. Like, uh, but it, it it's just... I, I I don't know if that's extra healthy or not. It's just, you know, I'm obsessed with being on a tennis court. You know? Um, that doesn't... And that, that's partially because on a tennis court, I disconnect. Yeah. Right, you know, like, it's like experiences. But then, you know, you also have to figure what would be the harm in in posting every time, you know? Like, if if you did, don't you think they're all, on the flip side, when I see my friends out posting, yeah, there's that certain, like, jealousy or are they, like, you know, just posting the best parts of their lives. But there's also a certain spirit of... Let's 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 all like talk about getting outdoors. Right. Let's like let's like get people excited about that prospect. Like when you do, if you did that enough, like what if like one more post might have convinced somebody to like glance at that and say, you know what, maybe I should go out and do a sport or something like that. And that 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 is totally a thing. Like willing to uh, that's half of just you as an artist deal with that every day. But as a person, like I like being outdoors. Uh, if I share that with people, is that because I want them to validate that or because I just think it's good that they know, like, people emulate other people and if it's healthy, uh, it's healthy. I don't know. All of it is, you know, everyone everyone approaches those the way they show themselves differently. And for me, for some reason, it just seems like if I showed how much I was playing tennis, I mean, I do show it a lot. Um, yeah. It would be, you know, I'm not sure whether that would have that effect. I didn't post every time on my weight loss. I posted some of the time. You know what I mean? And that was probably far more, you know, I mean, off, whatever, you know, like, useful to people than my tennis playing habit. Um, You know, I don't know, though. Well, yeah, I mean, like, obviously you can't go in with, like, a specific agenda necessarily because then it's just fake. True, 100%. One of the things that I definitely want to just, like, get in here before we leave off is there's a Louie episode that I, I like I revisited recently that I highly encourage everybody to just go back. Um, I forget the name of it, but it's got Mark Marone in it. Marin. And Marin, is that how you say it? Mark yes. Marin? You are okay, a lot yeah. like him. If you watch Glow, Darwin is the future Mark yeah. Marin in Glow. <laughs> right? Is, yeah, I like that. You do look a yeah, lot like Mark It was Mark actually, Marin. I watched the first episode of Glow and went back and rewatched this, it's and it was great, prophetic. Isn't because it? Because, yeah, it was really good, by the way. Um, the. The episode is Louis sees Mark Maron like an older stand-up and remembers this horrible thing that happened with Mark Maron and, and realizes while he's on the phone with Sarah Silverman, he's like, holy shit, that, 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 that thing was my fault. Like, yeah. I was so mad at him. I've been mad at him for 10 years. And it, now that I'm realizing, like, thinking about it, it was totally me. So he, like, calls Mark Maron up. That walks over there to his apartment, sits down and says, look, man, like that thing that I was mad at you about, I realized it was all my fault and I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And Mark Marin looks at him and he says, okay, look, that's great and all, but you, you said the same exact thing to me five years ago. I remember like, that. You came to me. Yeah. <laughs> you came to me and you apologized again. And and Louis was like, oh, shit, really? And Mark was like, yeah. I mean, like, I forgave you then. This time, I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> he was like, but here's the thing that I took away from that episode. He was like, you know what would be nice? 
call me up and say, hey, let's like grab a drink. Let's have a coffee sometime or whatever, yeah. you know? And <laughs> I honestly think there's such a deep lesson in that, like that we, we get up, we get all so upset at ourselves. We get in our head like, oh, are they going to be mad at us or whatever, you know? And the thing that is just like we forget to do is just call people up and say, hey, I haven't talked yeah. to you in a while. Let's like, let's hang out. That's what like connection is all about. It's not like living in perpetual apology or anxiety. It's actually just recognizing that every moment that you're not spending with a person is a moment that you're not connecting with them. And people love connection. Just like you have the gift of connection to give. You're not like sitting on all these like, you know, like there aren't all these people out there who are just like super angry or even if they are, you know, like it doesn't matter. That's not how you could live your life. Yeah. I mean, we honestly don't, I mean, we can talk about this as part of how I close it for us is that's part of why we do this podcast is where our friendship connects because we get connected with the podcast. We don't call each other enough. We don't get to have these conversations enough. But I like, know. Yeah. Totally. And so we chose to do this partially through the podcast and it's sort of a shame that that's how it has to happen coast to coast, but it's better that we have these conversations like this and we get to include people in them who want to be a part of them and hopefully you go have yours. That's the whole part of lofty governorism. I want to put, I think we're about is like, Keep having these conversations. Keep connecting. And if we're not connecting to you, you know, we need to be. Like, we need, I, I don't reach out enough to my friends. Um, mm -hmm. You know? Darwin. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I love you, buddy. That's great. That's a great way to close it. Lofty right. Darwinism, everyone. See you later, people.